I believe that the, the pulpit should definitely be a place where we speak truth to life and talk about the things that are going on in culture. But I think that we need to do it primarily. Our first position should always be exclusively through the lens of scripture and not through political affiliations or opinions. And welcome back to the Chasing Elephants podcast. If life is a journey, we want to help you wander well. And if life is a story, we want to help you tell a good one. And this again, we're here every Thursday. We're so excited to be back. Thank you for joining us. And we do have an exciting guest back. Um, it's all three of us this week. So glad that it's not just two of us or one of us, but it's all three of us back this month. And we're so excited. So um, today we are joined, Brett and I are joined with the Jeff Wallace once again. Um, so excited to have him back and really excited about this conversation. But how is everyone? How are you guys doing? Well, I am good. I don't know about the Jeff Wallace, you know, that was, you know, but, but I'm, I'm really excited because. Don't lie, Jeff. That's what you make me call you in the office. Oh my day. gosh. Well, you know, I'm hey, just hey, saying. Jeff, what we have to call you for me right now, the Jeff Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I'm just excited. Dr. Crow, PhD, that yeah, you got to, you, you decided to be with me this time because, you know, mm. previously, you know, I felt like, you know, especially during this time of the year that we should be together, but it didn't seem yes, to happen. Sir. So I'm glad we are finally all of us together. So that's awesome. Awesome. Well, you know, this is uh, all joking aside um, this week and, and right or wrong this week kind of snuck up on me, at least yeah. in, in my mind. Um, and I'm going to be really honest. We, we try to record every Wednesday to have a very healthy, steady, rhythm to our conversations that are preceded by research and critical thinking and all that stuff mm -hmm. uh, in preparation. And so, you know, when we planned, especially Taylor, if you remember, we talked planned a couple months ago for this month's mm -hmm. worth of podcast, like history month. But at that point in time, I didn't connect the dots to the fact that we're, we're one year yeah. removed yeah. Uh, from the murder of Ahmaud Arbery. And so we kind of did an about face this week and went, oh, my, shame on us for it, it shows you the age in which we live in that that we forgot because so many other things happen and we move on from one subject to another so quickly. And so I think it's worth in our beginning of our conversation today, Taylor, just kind of help everybody realize that. Uh, the significance of February 23rd, I, yeah. I know it's tough to talk about, but what actually happened um, and transpired and, uh, and, and, you know, and that was a full year ago. So just yeah. kind of give us that recap, if you will. A year ago yesterday, so February 23rd, Ahmaud Arbery, um, who was 25, um, was out for a run and was pursued. I tracked down, I mean, just, I can't even think of the worst word, but it's what it was, chased um, by three um, white men in a pickup truck. And um, I don't even want to give them just what their excuses were, so I'm not going to even mention it, but they basically confronted and fatally shot um, Ahmaud Arbery. And um, that it was on video. So again, we last year saw a couple videos like this and we've seen in the past years, 
um, more and more come. And um, honestly, the accountability there, grateful for it, but then also it just displays and shows and points towards an even bigger reality of how this has been going on for a long time. But now we just have a bigger capability of being able to um, show proof when a lot of times, who knows what the result would have been if there hadn't been such blatant, um, you know, such blatant evidence. And so that was a year ago. And Mm -hmm. Um, again, he was 25 years old. And so, uh, um, mm-hmm. very young, uh, just you think of it now and you look back and it's, um, it is hard to talk about and it is just a horrible, just murder. And, uh, again, there was, he was out for a run there. He was unarmed. There was nothing other than these three white men, um, chased him down and murdered him. And, um, I think that again, when this came out, uh, it was the beginning of the year and, um, the beginning of the year of where a lot of conversations were starting to be opened up. And so I think that there has been just conversations that maybe wouldn't have been had, um, because of it, but, Again, it's horrible and so sad that conversations had to become out of the result of someone dying and mm-hmm. being murdered. And so, uh, again, I just that's where we're going with this conversation today. And yeah. I think it is still so important to have these conversations because it reminds us of how far we still have to go and the things that still need to be said and the th- things that still need to be addressed and learned um, on yeah. people and on all sides. And, um, but specifically, I think one of the things that I just really can't, a positive that came out that you and Jeff, um, that Brent and Jeff wrote last year was the letters to our sons. And I just wanted to kind of talk to you guys about that and just, um, let you both kind of address and just talk through what your letter said. And for those who are listening, I will really would encourage you to go on our website and on our blog. And um, it is posted there. It's letters to our sons uh, by um, Jeff and Brent. And honestly, I think that uh, today I'll be sure to repost just so it's at the top. Yeah. Um, as a, this, uh, this is a year later, here's um, something that's, I think really just a great resource for those to read. So Brent, just I'll kick this to you. You start, and then Jeff loved to hear from you as well. Yeah. Um, since you were writing the letter, what was going through your minds? Maybe specific things you want to mention, but let's start that way. You know, we didn't talk about this last year, Um, but uh, I'll I'll mention it now. Uh, You know, Jeff and I are are, there's no light between us. There's we're we're thick as thieves. Yeah. And all joking aside, I I I I don't have a closer friend on the planet, and and we got each other's backs, and that's it's just that way. We're gonna roll till the wheels fall off. But Absolutely. Yep. I have asked, I asked Jeff uh, before the pandemic. And so I guess a year and a half ago or two years ago, whatever it was, 
if he would speak into my own son's life. And so I remember, and this was too hard to share, to be quite honest with you, last year in depth. I remember, and I don't have any right to say that it was too hard, but I'm just being honest, it was. And, uh, you know, my son thinks that Jeff Wallace hung the moon and for good reason. And, and I, I come home from uh, work or we get done with an event and I get asked, uh, uh, you know, a question. But the second question is always, was Mr. Jeff there? <laughs> Did you pay Mr. Jeff for me? I mean, you know, and yeah. so to be able to have to sit down and explain to my own son um, that. And of course, when I explained it to him, we didn't we, we did not know that there was that we thought there was two men, not three, who were involved in this murder because we thought that the the guy who filmed it was just a, a happenstance bystander. And, you know, the truth is he was he was a, a conspirator, a co-conspirator, and he was involved in this egregious this is egregious sin and murder. And and so I just how did I how do you tell yourself so I know Jeff and I had some conversations around how do we talk to our sons. Um, Jeff's sons are a little older than mine at that time. Since then, we've we've gone through our adoption. So now um, my children didn't get older; they got younger. I range from five (laughs) to fifteen years of age in our house with all six of our kids. But that was really the genesis of that of that of that uh, blog that became something that people shared and used quite a bit. Is you know, we're having these conversations. Would it be helpful if we had them externally in a way that helped people process? And I'll just say one other quick thought uh, regarding letters to our sons about the guy who filmed it. I'm, I wrongly, in my mind, made the comparison to the civil rights movement, you know, because while social media did not exist in the civil rights movement, media did exist. Mm-hmm. And there's and it's it's been written about by most historians it was even emphasized in the uh movie selma um but dr king was able to galvanize a significant percentage of his marchers on when it with in selma from the march from selma to montgomery in because in large part because of media yeah. And the fact that there were newspaper reporters and the story was getting out. And for the first time, people saw it on that, that box that they looked at every night called the television. And that helped arouse the social conscience of some people. Hmm. Um, and I inaccurately, because we didn't have all the information, drew a correlation between that and the guy that filmed. Like, man, I, it's, it, this is tragic, but we wouldn't be so outraged had we not seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the truth is that he was uh, he was there to film it as part of the the whole thing, you know, unfolding. And uh, he wasn't there because, oh, my gosh, this is alarming and this is bad. And this I can't believe it's happening, but I, I'm too scared to get out of my car. So what do I do? I'll film. That wasn't it at all. It was he was part of it. So we are aware of it because of the his footage. Um, but he was not there. Uh, he was not concerned in that sense. Mm. Um, there really isn't the correlation to be made of, of mm. media being used to get the word out. It's more that, uh, 
that was being filmed uh, because this is uh, this is going to be proof that black people don't jog in our neighborhood. By gosh, and, right. and but yet it got out. It wasn't supposed to get out, and it did get out. And uh, and now the rest is is history. So you know, Jeff, I, I want I want to ask you a series of questions today and let you be the primary voice. So we're we're just a hand. You know, we're 10, 11 minutes into our conversation. Yeah. The next 20 minutes are going to be primarily turned towards listening to you and engaging your thoughts. Um, and I have three primary questions I want to ask you. Okay. Uh, one is m- more of a feelings-based question. Sure. It is a little subjective, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But the first question is um, just as a – well, I'll just say it because you've given us the freedom to talk this way. You've taught yeah, us to sure. talk this way. Yeah. As a black man in America mm-hmm. who – grew up in the South, lives in the South, who both of us are from Georgia. Um, <laughs> yeah. and so there's a little bit of, oh my God, this happened in Georgia. I mean, you know, and then also, but yet you have this, and it's one of the beautiful things that God's done in your leadership, this voice uh, in a lot of different tribes. And so your perspective, I feel like is is very helpful. So I'm just going to ask the first question is, what are your just your raw thoughts? Yeah, um, one year and a day after uh, the murder of Ahmaud Arbery. Man, yeah, wow. You know, um, first and foremost, obviously, I think about my own kids. You know, my oldest is twenty five, mm. and um, you know, I posted a picture of him on um, uh, social media this morning. You know, because he had one of his many model pose pictures that I just. <laughs> <laughs> I just find mini, you, you, but you called him out, my mini me. <laughs> my me is my mini me, but you know he's 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 actually kind of shy, which is so funny. But you know, um, um, but I honestly, you know, Brent, you know, I, I thought about my own kids, and then my heart just grieved for uh, this mother. Yeah. Who, um, you know, regardless of what the verdict will be, when we're actually, you know, of course, we're praying for justice. Um, yeah. But regardless of what the verdict will be, man, um, you know, it will not completely soothe the pain of this grieving. Right. Um, I, I began to also, you know, whenever there are moments like this that come up, whether it's an anniversary, um, whether it's another unfortunate incident that come up, man, there's just I, it's hard to describe if I'm just being honest, it's the, the rawness of it. It's, it's hard to describe the level of anxiety that kind of creeps up, you know, because um, these are such random acts. Uh, It's not like people, you know, individuals are profiled outside of being, you know, people of color, but it's just random acts, man. And uh, and so for me, as as I reflect over uh, this anniversary of Ahmaud Arbery and um, just all that our country has experience, not just over past year, but even, you know, years prior, man, I, I think I just, I go back to our letter that we wrote to our sons. Yeah. And, and for me, again, it is, it really is about, you know, my kids. And I find myself just shooting texts uh, uh, to my kids. Uh, just, I love them. Be careful, you know, thinking about yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Um, there is this level of, of protection that happens where you feel like, or you ask yourself the question as a as a black man raising black boys or black young men now, 
um, am I, am I protecting enough? Am I educating them enough? Am I preparing them enough? Have, have I given them all of the different what if scenarios? Um, you know, and so those types of feelings and emotions, honestly, Brent, you know, those are the yeah. things that really kind of go through my head during moments like this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, um, one of the things that I have just deeply respected Jeff about, about how I've learned how to parent better from you. And, 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 um, and I, I, you know, I, I've now, and I, and I'm not making a comparison. I'm, I'm saying this is a, almost like a teacher student relationship in this sense, but I, when we wrote those letters, um, I went back to the, the date it was posted mm-hmm. and it was, uh, I don't want to get emotional, but it was only a handful of days uh, before, because I think it was posted on May 11th, and it was only a handful of days before we found out about the three children that we would adopt wow. within a week, a month, and a week after. Wow! Um, and and so I, I had no idea that I would mm. become the parent of three black children. Yeah. Um, and I, I know a lot of people have some some mixed feelings about some of that and, and, uh, feelings I didn't even know existed to be quite honest with you until we got into this. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've, I've looked to you, uh, as, as a voice to say, help me, help me know how to parent well, help me know how to raise a young man to, to think through the lens and filter of the finished work of Jesus on the cross Mm, when it comes to all things yeah that's good and um and i uh so anyways i just i want to just say uh i know you're you know two of your sons are one of them's almost out of college one of them's graduated jay's already out of college graduated there's and then of course cameron is is uh, charting his own path. Yes, he is. He's, <laughs> and, a, and, he's a smart and one. And <laughs> all of us away. Uh, yes, process, but, but it is a phenomenal example. And, and I, 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 I kind of can, from a distance, understand that anxiety, though I could never feel it the way you feel it. But I, yeah. from a casual, but yet somebody who's very close mm. uh, observation, I, if you didn't raise your sons right, there's not a lot of hope for the rest of us parents. I'll just say that. Oh, I appreciate that, brother. And uh, so thank you. I've always appreciated that. Um, What would you say in the last year, Jeff, um, what has changed? I mean, was there any, was there any positive redirection, Mm. uh, transformation? uh, Yeah. What, has anything changed since February 23rd, uh, 2020? You know, Brent, you know, in the craziest way, and uh, and you hate that it, it takes tragic moments for this to happen, but I think there's been, both a, a greater sense of awareness and a, a level of an awakening that has taken place. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this has taken place, you know, not not only was this issue unfortunate, but it was in the midst of the pandemic, right? And it yeah. was in the midst yeah. of everyone um, slowing down because you can't go anywhere. And so your entertainment or your connection point was, you know, completely through social media or digital some type of digital platform. And so um, the timing of this particular situation, um, it really went viral 
in a way where I had not seen other uh, situations that have been recorded go as viral, you know, and, and didn't yeah. seem to have the, the impact um, or there wasn't the level of awareness that this particular situation um, seemed to, to bring to our, our country. And what was very, very positive and what I was so very encouraged by, um, again, in the midst of tragedy was how so many of my friends, you know, um, my white pastor and leader friends, you know, were one, excuse me, posting uh, and responding, um, engaging in conversation, asking some very intentional questions, um, uh, obviously also being mortified too. Yeah. You know, I mean, there was this level of, okay, I may not fully understand, may not know all of the the details, you know, and all of that, but there was no ambiguity on what took place on that video. Mm-hmm. And so it it seemed to birth this level of awareness and awakening where um, it was okay to have tough conversations. Mm. Um, it, it, it seemed to also bring a level of awareness and awakening where it it went from just having conversations to saying, hey, what do we do? You know, um, so not just having conversations, but seeking resolution. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, me personally, that was very encouraging because I had not seen it to that magnitude where it was it was, you know, across you know, uh, ethnic groups, socioeconomics, denominations. I mean, it was all over. Everyone was talking about it. And and I firmly believe, you know, Brent Taylor, that, you know, proximity dictates response. I've, I've said mm-hmm. that before. And I believe that the closer we are to things, um, the more we have a, an understanding of, or we at least have a better understanding of it, and it goes to what we've talked about, Brent, before and how we all need to work and be intentional in our lives about expanding our single story perspective. Yeah. Um, you, you talked about just the things that, you know, you've learned from me. But, man, I mean, honestly, vice versa. I, I've I've learned so much from you and, and Chris and and uh, and just how um, things that I did not know were certain perspectives when I was just in the the exclusive context of a black church, right? That was my single story perspective. And I had certain ideas and thoughts and, and, and ideologies that were a little bit tainted because of my single story perspective mm-hmm. and having this close relationship with you where we were always friends and close, mm-hmm. but you know, since my time here, um, you know, SLU and over the past couple of years, man, we have just really just forged just such an incredible yeah. bond. And that that closeness to you and your family has also given me a broader scope and sense of understanding how sometimes we just don't know what we don't know, right? And yeah. and how when you deep dive into hard conversations, you will find that we all want the same thing, even though we may see it differently. Or, or may understand it differently. So I've been very, very encouraged, um, you know, about the awakening that has transpired over uh, the past year and the awareness um, uh, 
that is come. And, and to be honest, I, I just got to give you, Brenda, a shout out. I've I've been so proud as your brother at mm-hmm. the shots you've been taking on social media because <laughs> <laughs> If that's okay to say that on the podcast, I've just, I, you know, um, and, and that's been interesting, you know, for me to be all jokes aside, that's been interesting to see that because you're a, such a, an amazing thought leader and trusted voice and, and, and you speak into uh, the lives of leaders around the world and, and just something that was very God honoring statements that you made, not controversial, not meant to be you know, trying to ruffle feathers, but just, man, hey, here's things through the lens of scripture. Here is things through, you know, what I believe the Lord is calling us all as citizens of heaven um, to yep. live, to think, to say, and to see the response. Um, it wasn't black on white. It was white on white, right? <laughs> and, uh, and so so that was that was very, very interesting that, that you know, it has, I've seen that tension yeah. even with friends you know, my close friends like yourself, man, who've kind of had to, you know, have conversations and, and defended me and here I'm defending you. I mean, it's just been it's been crazy the past year of just seeing what how there's been again uh, this awakening that has taken place. You know, mm-hmm. well, you're so kind to say those those words about me, but I uh, I promise you it's uh, it's uh, there, there's only room when you have something like a mod Aubrey on February 23rd and, and you something you said, helped me put it in a little bit of context, just, just uh, chronologically within in respects to the pandemic. Cause mm-hmm. if I remember right, you know, we had several days after he was murdered before the video came out and then another couple days before it went viral. And then, and then we're hip deep in the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so we were, it really, it does correspond with those moments in which we were not leaving our house a lot. Yeah. And so we were glued to uh, our devices because green fatigue was not yet reality. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then, and then this was, this was one of those first big, I guess, I hate to say it this way, but big stories or events that happened in that, and that, and that made the proximity of the event at least feel closer. Yes. And, I, yes. and what I would like, to, it, one of the things that I think that you, you said that is so important, I wrote this down, is that hopefully among some tribes, we went from conversation to application. Yes. What can, yeah. we, what can we do? Not yeah. not what can we say, but what can we do? Right. All right? And, and right. I think that that's a, just a healthier um one more step in the in the right direction so that's you know what's changed and then yeah and then I, you know i'd be remiss if i didn't ask this question jeff and that is mm-hmm. um you know some things have changed some things haven't yeah. uh, i think social media and 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 <laughs> not on social media but social media has basically been kind of like a spotlight on some really good things but some really bad things as well yes sir yes. and it's almost like sometimes with social media, it's almost like it reveals more about us than we really wanted people to know. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. But, yeah. You know, one of the things that, that, uh, social media has done is it's revealed a lot of, uh, really bad perspectives. 
it's revealed some things that have changed and some conversations that have started and transitioned from conversation to application. But it's also revealed some things that haven't changed mm-hmm. and some sinful stubbornness that has just taken deep, deep roots in in the minds and the hearts of of some people. And what would you say hasn't what, what were what are if you could go, OK, here's a handful of thoughts on on just stuff that needs to change. Yeah. Um, since. uh here we are one year later uh, and yeah. not that that was the only event Jeff right and Taylor it's mm-hmm. not we're not we're just saying that that one that one was so egregious because it was right there in front of our eyes on our our phones and our computer screens and yeah and, and television whatever and and because of the egregious nature of it and the way it was captured it caught everybody a little differently than reading about i mean same thing with george floyd i mean it's just that that the medium has helped uh uh, that sense of proximity feel a little bit more real and Mm -hmm. but yet there's some stuff that hasn't changed it's just like oh hashtag faded what's 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 changed and so um what what would you say man i hope we here's some further application that we need to have Yeah, I think that's that's a great question. And just to be very succinct, and I think, you know, the, to build off of something you said, uh, I thought was probably one of the most powerful statements last year, you know, is I think that there's still, unfortunately, uh, you know, solidarity with a little bit of disclaimer. You know, there yeah. we have some disclaimers that are there. We, wow. we read Galatians 3, 26 and 28, you know, yeah. it says there's neither, you know, Jew nor Gentile, what's yeah. slave nor free, male or female, we're all one in Christ Jesus. You know, we talk about being citizens of heaven, but there is still, unfortunately, Brent, there's little disclaimers, meaning um, that is applicable if you're a Democrat, that's applicable if you're a Republican, you know, that's applicable mm-hmm. if you're considered conservative, it's applicable if you're, you know, you're in the tribe of liberal it's applicable if you're all justice you know it's applicable if you're all righteousness right and so there's these disclaimers that i think that that um is really still very evident i think we've seen that a lot yeah. uh because of the things that we we've seen now you know that's a whole nother podcast we talk about as far as the danger of labels <laughs> yeah but um so i think that's that's something that that's really kind of come to the forefront now to be a 1a i think a 1b is that you know with that politics has really been polarized and populated and politicized in the pulpit unfortunately more so than the gospel and um and i i believe that the the pulpit should definitely be a place where we we speak truth to life and talk about the things that are going on in culture but i think that we need to do it primarily our first position should always be exclusively through the lens of scripture and not through uh, political affiliations or opinions. I think that's yeah. that's all secondary. But I think that has really been very, very uh, self-evident and that has not changed. I think it's been highlighted a little bit more. 
Yeah. Um, and, and I think, Brent, the, the last thing I would say on that is what has not changed is I, I think that there is still there is still um, many who wonder if this this level of racial and social injustice uh, is as big and polarizing as we're talking about it as, you know, yeah. meaning, you know, many believe that these these stories of Ahmaud Aubrey, these stories of, um, you know, um, uh, Rihanna Taylor, these stories of George, George Floyd are isolated incidents that doesn't happen. And there's always this reason behind it, this backstory behind it. And so there is still, unfortunately, um, we, we live in a world where the, if, if I could use this, this, uh, this, this phrase, the jury is still out on rather yeah, there is yeah. true, oh, yeah. you know, racial and uh, social injustice that's polarizing um, our world today. So I think those are the things that that um, that have been really, really um, interesting that they have not changed, even with seeing seeing a man, a, a 25 year old being shot and a man dying with a knee on his neck. There's yeah. still questions. So, yeah. And a lot of others that weren't captured on. Mm-hmm. On, Absolutely. on video, but were reported in in written print, uh, right? Exactly. Written, excuse me, print media. Yeah. But the print media—that's such an old phrase, but it still applies. <laughs> listen, and you know what? I knew what you were saying. Taylor probably was wondering <laughs> what is that. Taylor was going, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. but the uh, you know one of the things that. Um, that I want to highlight just as we kind of wrap things up here that you said is, or would you emphasize, excuse me, is that it doesn't matter what label you kind of feel like, okay, I'm comfortable under this label of conservative or, 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 or liberal or justice or righteousness or whatever the, the labels, um, all of the people who feel very comfortable under all the labels. And by the way, we all do on some level. Mm -hmm. Sure, absolutely. Uh, all of us need to go, you know what? I, I, I need an extra dose of humility every mm. single day. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm reminded of what Paul wrote in Philippians 2. One verse before he said, taught us that Jesus was the great example of humility. He said everyone, um, or excuse me, two verses before that, he said, do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility. Yeah. Consider others as more important than yourselves. Mm-hmm. So we want to go like it, you we this reaction of, well, if I was taught that in grade school in 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 history, American history, then it can't be true in present yeah. day. That's not who we are. No, no, that's that may not be who we we may not want to be that. But if it exists in our culture, we've got to deal with it because it is part of the fabric of who we are in this moment. It doesn't mean that it captures the very it doesn't mean that the our potential identity doesn't still exist who we're striving to be doesn't still exist but if we but if we got to dismiss this myth that if it's in yeah. a history book it can't be true in the in the now <laughs> that's and, good and and then if we can get to that place and say okay i'm not going to do anything out of out of selfish ambition and i'm going to consider like paul said others is more important than myself mm-hmm. and if you can just do that paul goes hey listen there's not 
this five-step recipe for humility. It's just <laughs> one ingredient. Yeah. Think of other people first. Mm -hmm. And if we can get to that place, then I think that we're, we have positioned ourselves to engage in a way that, that, that the application of our conversations is much more healthier and gets us much further down, down the road. Mm -hmm. um, and so anyway, so just, I, I wanted to say that because I, I just want all of our, especially our SLU students to understand. And, and I think they, uh, you can't go through 301 particularly without understanding this. Right. And that is that leadership is not divorced from justice. Like, in fact, justice, you could almost say social justice could be called something else. It is the desired will of God for his people. Yep. And the desired will of God for humanity and the desired will of God for his creation. It is God's desired will. Um, and that goes back to a very old doctrine, the doctrine of the two wills of God. And, and by the way, if anybody wants to argue about that, it's been supported by every major theologian for 250 plus years, from Jonathan Edwards all the way to John Piper. I mean, you know, so there's there's a there that we've agreed on that for so long. And so I would just say for all of us, kick the disclaimers to the curb. No, oh, buts or it was in history, so it can't be true here. And then just believe what the scriptures teach us about, hey, I'm not going to, to be humble, it's just one step. And that is other people first, others yeah. first in every sense of the word, in every sense of the way, excuse me. And, and, and then I think you've positioned yourself to go, okay, there is no divorce from or separation from, oh, I'm a leader but social justice is another subject. No, 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 no. As a leader, this is how I think about justice. And I think of it under the banner of what God wants. Yeah. And what, what potentially could be accomplished because of the gospel. And, um, and so anyways, I, I wanted us as we come to a close to, because we are Student Leadership University, SLU lead. We do give students a 15 to 20 year head start in how to think, how to dream, how to lead. This is part of the fabric of, of who we are and what we're trying to teach a generation. Um, uh, let me just say, uh, Jeff, thank you. Oh man, thank Everybody. you. And, and I, said, I don't know if you, you probably didn't hear it because, but last week I said very, I, I, I know we're over time, so I'll wrap up. But last week I, I told Taylor in our conversation, one of the things I love about Jeff is we're not, he's not just talking to us this month because it's black history month. And, and that's yeah. the only subject he's no, no, this is one of, we don't just engage with Jeff in conversation one month out of the year. There's another 11 months in which we're having healthy conversation Amen. and about a lot of different topics. And so I just want to say thank you for not be, for being unafraid to step into this conversation and, and going, yeah, I can have that conversation. And you're having so many other conversations about non-racial issues. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and that's one of the things I appreciate you is about you is because you, you can go from, from personality profile and how to lead and self-leadership and the art of execution and all that fun stuff to dealing with some of this, um, some of these ethical issues that are, that are much more sometimes sensitive and, and, and deeply rooted in culture. So man, I appreciate um, thank it, man. you thank thank buddy, for, for helping us this month as we've had these conversations. Yeah, man. Thank you guys for having me. It's been fun. Seriously. I, I, I love, 
being a part of our team. And I love what uh, this podcast uh, brings in and provides for leaders across the country. So thank you guys for having me. And thank you guys for joining us this week. Um, if you join us every week, thank you. If this is your first time, we encourage you to go back, especially just with this month's episodes, uh, the ones that we've had in this series. Um, start from the beginning and go from there. But if anything, we just want to leave you with some encouragement of um, just keep coming back to be resourced and we will try our best to continue um, just in hard conversations and conversations on leadership and you're viewing people that we feel can make us better and you as well. Um, But again, if you have not subscribed, please be sure to do so so that you can know when we have posted our most recent episode. But again, thank you guys so much and we hope you'll join us again next week. See you next week. See ya. Thank you.